How you doing, Super Scoreboard fans? This is Stephen Mill from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. If you like what you hear from this week's episode, you can subscribe to our very own channel by searching for the Big Scottish Football Podcast via your regular podcast provider. Or you can give us a follow on Twitter as well, at Big Football Scott. You can get us on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you again for taking the time to listen to our latest episode. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and I'm Ewan Cameron. How are you doing? You all right? Not too bad, my friend. Nice to see you. And I'm delighted with the very special guest we've got with us today. He's a solid-looking man. Yes, he is. And we'll get to him very shortly. And a huge thank you to everyone who took part in last week's episode. So Ailey Barber, John Baird and Callum Brown for joining us. And that was a look back at St Johnston, Aberdeen and Livingston so far this season. In today's episode, we'll review all the action from the first weekend without the Premiership with some brilliant games in the lower leagues. We'll check in and if Scottish football were underwater. And there's a small matter of Rangers sacking manager Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. And as we alluded to, we are joined by a former Rangers midfielder to get his reaction and get a review of the season so far. Remember, you can find us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter as well, at Big Football Scott. And we're on Instagram and Facebook too. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Right, there is only one place to start. And that is the big breaking news coming out of Ibrox. It's finally happened after quite a bit of speculation over the last 24 hours because I spoke to you, you and a wee bit earlier on. Yes. And you said you you were on your favourite website last night. Was it Follow Follow? You were on Follow Follow last night. Is that right? <laughs> Number one subscriber. <laughs> there he is. Y- yes, what's, your, what's your username on Follow Follow? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a username. Right, okay, but you. So you. Jumbo Yoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. No, it's Blink. Uh, Big, big blue boy <laughs> right. so you were on follow follow last night no. and you were like oh everyone's talking about Gio getting sacked and Michael Beale coming in right, it's, right the thing is though right see if you're a, a football fan or if you work in the media you go into all the fans forums and the reason you go into all the fans forums is because they know more than journalists nine times out of ten so I'm on follow follow I'm on Jambo's kickback I'm on hibs.net I'm on Celtic minded because for some strange reason, the fans seem to get the news before anybody else. So the rumour's been flying around for the last 24, 36 hours that Gio is on his way. And here we are today. Gio is out the door. And uh, I, I found that out um, last night on, on Follow Follow. Follow Follow, one of your favourite pages uh, on your... On your Our uh, guest is a frequent user also of um, Follow I, I, Follow. I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I am not a subscriber of any fans forums. None. Zero. I think that's fair enough. Unlike you and Cameron, who subscribes to them all. It's because I'm a journalist, my friend. I need I, to know what the fans think. Journalist, I right enough. Anyway, I'd we listen. Are... Off air, you told me what you thought of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> what a loader! Who's, yeah. this, who's this speaking? This is Alex Ray, former Rangers midfielder, uh, Clydebone Super Scoreboard as well. Obviously, you've been taking a wee break uh, for the media stuff because you're down at Reading. Yes, and we'll get to that a wee bit later on. But first of all, initial reaction: uh, Is it the right decision that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? has been sacked and we'll get to who might replace him in just a wee bit listen that has been uh, mentioned for the last couple of weeks I think when you drop points you are uh, particularly to the teams uh, with the greatest respect to them Livingston St Mirren St, St. Johnson you know, uh, so when you're losing points in the manner we've done in a recent kind of spate of games then you're always running a risk I think nine points before the halfway stage ultimately puts them under pressure and ultimately he's paid the price I'm going to play devil's advocate here Right, I was saying last week that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst should have been sacked after the St Johnson game, after St Mirren game, etc, etc, etc. 
but this is a guy who won the Scottish Cup just a couple of months ago. Yep. He, he's a penalty kick away from winning the Europa League. Yep. It's the fans that have gotten the sack because the fans have been wanting him out the door for weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, you've you've been wanting him out the, the door for weeks, as you just yeah, said, but, over but, the last couple of weeks. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Mm. Yeah, but listen to... <laughs> 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 what was that? We squeaking the corner. Yeah. Uh, on follow for every five minutes, I'm not a fan. But the fans, ultimately, their voice has been heard and the board has been put under pressure, yeah. immense pressure. They had to react. Well, listen, I think when you're nine points before the halfway stage, always puts you under pressure. Now, you said there in terms of a bit of uh, grace... You know, in terms of, you know, the Europa League run. I thought some of the football we were playing last year was terrific. I really did. And then obviously the Scottish Cup gives you that kind of... But it's a new campaign. Right, so should the fans have been a bit more patient because of the injuries... But we'll and taking that into consideration what he did for the club last yeah. year and getting to a European final penalty kick away from winning that yeah. should the fans have been a wee bit more patient and less voice for us listen, voice for us is that a word? vociferous voice for us voice for us <laughs> listen you don't, you, don't, you don't get time you know the fact that it's a new campaign they're nine points behind uh, always made it more difficult now when you listen to some of the murmurings over the last couple of weeks you know the fans have been really discontent even the times when they were winning were you discontent? Uh, I, the games that I'd seen I wasn't really blown away you know they were quite ponderous at times you know they're very laboured in their approach uh, and did you want Gio out the door? Um, I, listen I, I, not not really I think up, up until a couple of weeks ago I was pretty much one of these guys that were going give them time Mm-hmm. There's a lot of injuries and things. Then it gets to nine points. You're looking at some of the performances, some of the key players. Ryan Kent's been pretty poor. Morelos has been non-existent uh, in the grand scale of things. You look at the players who you would rely on, Lundstrom and things, the, the performance levels. And then you look at the injury list. It's not been great. It's an opportunity now to then, you know, kind of reevaluate, try and get everybody back up to speed because I think they've really struggled in the, the defensive areas. Centre half, they've really struggled. And I think now going forward, it gives whoever comes in, and I think that's a big question now. You know, obviously, it's, uh, the, the G will be the, the kind of standout stuff in the next couple of couple of days. But it's who's coming in, who can galvanise this squad because everybody uh, will think nine points is unsurmountable. I don't. I think if you can win in the the old firm game in the second of January, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. There's an opportunity to claw that back to six, and I think six is doable. But you obviously have to win that game. And when you look at Celtic's performances of late, then you'd think, tough, a tough ask. But they'll be looking for a bounce now with the new manager. Am I annoying you yet? No, no, yet. But listen, we're only, tw- <laughs> we're in we're only a few minutes we're in. Five minutes in. But because you're a fellow uh, follow, follow uh, subscriber, <laughs> I, I, I'll let you have it. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Let's turn. <laughs> Do you know the thing? It's five minutes ago. He's cut me. Lovely to see you. Exactly and he's the fans trying to get the sound by. But listen, do, do you know the interesting thing about it is in, in, they did lose some of their key players, some of the new signings. Quite, yeah. Listen. Suter. Golson Goldson. So you, you have to factor that in Now obviously Roof. fans fans don't really see all that You know mm-hmm. they're very emotive to these recent results And that ultimately that's what's actually cost him uh, his job So let me ask you then right So that's it Gio's gone It's a new start for somebody yeah. else Now the three names that come to mind straight away Yes Are Hassan Hootel who's just walked out on Southampton Yeah You've got Sean Dyche Who's no longer in a position Because he got sat by Burnley yeah. at the end of last season and there's also the talk of Michael Beale, who is here with Stephen Gerrard, who's doing a decent enough job at QPR. Yeah. He turned down the Wolves job a couple of weeks ago. Rumour has it that he knocked back that job because Rangers had a word in his ear that Gio is on his way. <laughs> Listen to this. Rumour has it. It's brilliant. No, follow, but, follow has it. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to throw another name in as well. 
uh, Kevin Musker. Nah. Just won, just won the title yeah. in Japan. No, it's interesting because you, it, the board will be looking at a certain individual, what, what criteria he can bring to the table. You look at how well Postacoglu done with the Japanese influx. Yeah. He will know that marketplace. That may well be something that they may well want to explore. Then they might go, do you know what? We actually brought uh, uh, Kachinya in. Yeah. Another foreigner didn't work. So they might that might put them off. So you don't know what the criteria Where is. Where should they go? <sighs> it's difficult because see if you're going you for Sean Dyche. Well, if you're going for Sean Dyche, the one thing he will most certainly want is a guarantee that they're going to be spending the next couple of transfer windows. Mm. He'll, he'll want a fighting chance. I'm not exactly sure what the finances are recently. The, the recent uh, finances were posted were pretty decent. Like forget what he wants in regards to transfer funds. Is he the right manager for Rangers? Well, he's he's vastly experienced. He's pragmatic. He gets results. Uh, he knows the English market. So I think he would actually do very well. He's, he's got a wealth experience with limited budgets. What about, uh, and you might feel free to shoot me down here, there's a management team in charge of a team just outside London. I think it's Berkshire that they're based. Yeah. They play at the Majeski Stadium. Uh-huh. And <laughs> is Paul Wentz is the manager. And who's and the assistant? The assistant manager. I don't know. I honestly don't know who. The, I, I forget who it is. Did he not like barge somebody off the ball the weekend He there? did, yeah. Uh-huh. He likes barging people off the ball. Like off the pitch. He's clearly well, really I, missing I, I, I have to tell you something. If someone's off the pitch, it's fair game as you know. <laughs> I was trying to help him back onto the pitch. Is that what that was? Was yeah, it? Yes, so you can't Aye. come off the. the, the but then the you've got no right to push him. He, he ran into me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be interested if you got the call? Oh God! I, listen, I'm happy at Reading. I, I, <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! You nearly even said that one straight face. No, it's true. true yeah. Listen, we we uh, we have but an incredible. You two have done. Yeah. You two have done a great yeah. job at Reading under the, cir- it. under the circumstances and the financial the embargo, issues yeah. and the embargoes and that stuff. What a job you've done inside the end of last season yourself brilliant you've carried on the new season yeah. you'll be fine you've done a great job I mean if they were to knock on your door have you had a phone call? No nothing, nothing. absolutely nothing I'm heading back uh, after I do this podcast hopefully I don't see any Rangers fans you're saying it's their fault uh, Ewan <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Are you going to make a detour to Ibrox and await your No no st- uh, do not pass go straight down the, the M6 <laughs> Right I'm going to ask you son just to go back to Michael Beal for a wee second because that's uh, one of the names it's that's on one, everyone's lips he turned down the Wolves job you're a former Wolves yeah. midfielder I, I couldn't believe it. he turned it down I, I was the same and they've gone and appointed Lopetegui former Real Madrid and Spain manager so that's the sort of ambition that a club like Wolves have got Michael Beale turned it down I'm going to read you out something that he said uh, after he turned down the job to stay at QPR he said integrity and loyalty are big things for me and if they are the values you live by, you all have to be strong. I have been all in here and I've asked other people to be all in, so I can't be the first person to run away from the ship. That was on the 22nd of October. He said that about staying at QPR. Less than a month later, it's surely hard for him to turn round and go, well, actually, see what I said less than a month ago. I didn't yeah. mean that now. I'm going to Rangers. Well, listen, I heard what he actually said. Now, we all, we all know how it works. You get the agent who will speak to a candidate, a potential guy to come in. And I, I would believe that someone from Wolves had actually spoken to him to get it that far down the line. So you know? No, I don't. I'm just saying I would how imagine. How it works? Yeah, I know how the game works. If, you, if you've been approached by someone, you would have had to have given a, an indication that you were possibly On interested mm-hmm. to go to Wolves. And it, obviously at the last minute he's decided to, to throw in the integrity yeah. one and things. But if, if integrity and things, did they not leave Rangers to go to Aston Villa? Yeah. 
So, you know, where's the integrity there then? Would you take Michael Beals, a Rangers fan, would you take Beals the next boss? Well, I actually quite like uh, what I'm hearing about Michael Beale in terms of his... He, apparently he did all the training, yeah. uh, the, the players really liked him. When well, he it looks like Stephen Gerrard struggled without him, let's be honest, at Villa. Well, QPR been flying underneath Beale. I know they've had a couple of dodgy results recently, but in that league it's always up and down anyway. But Have you played them so far this season, QPR? Yeah, we, we lost a late penalty, uh, which ultimately was the decider 84th minute or something. So, yeah. you know, so... What did you make of QPR under Beale? Listen, they play a nice brand of football. You know, they they try and attack. They've got um, some decent players, middle to front. Um, I think they'll be in a round about the playoff uh, place. You know, the one thing about the championship, as you rightly said, there is consistency. Yeah. So if you can go on a run, and even when you do go on a, like a couple of games where you don't quite get the results, it's so important to get back on and try and get the three points so it doesn't linger for four or five games. You're Ross Wilson, right? Who are you getting as a Rangers manager? Who are you targeting? Realistically, um, of 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 those who've been mentioned, or those that might be available, I, I actually like the the Dice uh, show. You know, just partly because I've seen what he's done over the course of his career. You know, he's been he's been no around. nonsense, eh? No, well, there's no just that. He, he he understands how he's set up a team. You mm-hmm. know, with limited resources at Burnley, he did very well. I think he did. He get them in the top ten. I would say he did. He got them in the seventh. He got them in Europe. Yeah. So listen, he's he's obviously done well in limited resources. Uh, He's your man then Listen it's, it Partly Again it all to do with uh, Who's available You know Are you going to go and pay X amount of million To try and get someone Out of a, a current contract That'd be Beal then eh Well you you would say Beal You would also look at Mus- Muscat as well yeah. Kevin would would obviously Cost money if you Hassan Hill's free Well that that may well be A shout I've, Listen I don't really know A great deal about him You know To the last three Was it three or four years Down Aye. in Southampton yeah. Not bad Keep them in the division uh, so they all bring different qualities uh, to the table, uh, and again, it goes down to the criteria what the board's looking for. You, if you want, see the reason that I think they've taken so long to pull the trigger on Geo is because they were targeting someone who they wanted. So I think they already know who that person is, which is why today's announcement has happened yeah. because they would have got rid of him a couple of weeks ago. Sure. So, I, I, so you'll know it better yeah. than me. They will have already been fishing. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the things. Um, the director of football so if you've got Ross Wilson who's the head of recruitment kind of overseeing the football aspect he will most certainly have a list of because you remember a few years ago they were kind of in this similar position and, and it yeah. dragged on for ages Stephen Gerrard yeah. so they'll not want that to happen again you, you know otherwise you'd better just keep Gio until you actually have that confirmation and I did see lots and lots of pictures on Twitter last night the bat signal was put up for Graham Murty to be brought back in as well <laughs> I was actually in um, what's that famous um, Italian restaurant Tony Macaroni's No not Tony Macaroni's The one that's down Ashton Kina? Lane Hella Italia no, Ashton Lane There's one near Ashton Lane Oh I can't mind Spuntini a... Is it Spuntini or uh, What's Levita the name Spuntini. So is that Lavita Spuntini Levita Spuntini I don't know I was in an Italian restaurant Great story <laughs> No but no Great Mar- Mar- You sure it was an Italian No yeah. <laughs> Does it matter Yeah Great Marty was there I was sat next to him That was all I was getting at and cool, said, cool, and right. So I, you see, you stopped the entire podcast yeah. just to go. I was sat beside Graham Murray in an Italian restaurant in the West End of Glasgow. And I said hello to him. And, Brilliant. And he said hello to me, and then I left. Great. How did you recognise him? Was he doing a handstand? <laughs> That's one for the autobiography. Get that one uh, noted down. That's a great no, story. I've not seen him for all. It's nice to see the sure. boy. Right. Anyway, so what he I'm deducing for that? He, he had a pasta, by the way. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Uh, Alec, what I'm deducing, because uh, we're going to let you go and have a wee cup of coffee and we'll come back to you later on. So, Sean Dice for you. Yes. And 
Should Ross Wilson go out the door as well? Mm, why Why you throw that in? Because of... Because it's because of him that Rangers are in the mess that they're in just now with the player recruitment and also the manager. Well, I'll agree that this particular window has been really poor. So should Ross go? Well, I don't think one window warrants that. I think you may probably give him a little bit more time. You know, but he's on a sugly peg. Well, that's how you look at it. You look at, you know, did they not bring in players? Did they not bring in Bassey? Was Bassey one of his? Yeah. One out of 33 yeah, but it's not a great record, is it? Well, it's not just one, is it? You know, did they not bring in other frees that have been done okay? Was oh, little, come on, I'll play the game. Give a sound by saying Ross must go. Did Lindstrom not come in with him as well? Yeah, yeah but I, he's I, been pish recently. <laughs> I mean, apart from the goal he scored against um, RB Leipzig, he's not really done very much, has he? Well, yeah. he, he kind of did well getting him at the final last year. Can I just say that Lundstrom at the moment looks like he's dragging a cart and horse behind well, him. Did you see, see, just before we, we go to this yeah. break, I think I think a lot of these players, and I think this may well be part of the the, the doubt, demise of uh, Gio. So, so when you look at Lundstrom, you look at Kent, you look at the state of uh, Morelos over... You know, the, since yeah. the start of the season, basically, these have all been kind of stalwarts. Now, as much as the injuries have been an issue, and you can't get away from that, you know, the key areas, I think they've really struggled at centre half. Whoever comes in has to get a tune out of these guys. And they're not. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. They haven't yeah. to date, so they have whoever it is has to get a tune out of these guys. Okay, okay. Right, Alex, you can go off and get yourself a coffee. Join us a wee bit later on. We'll have a chat about Reading and uh, a few other things as well. So for now, thank you very much, Alex Ray, everyone. Alex Ray, we clap for Alex Ray. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, more from Alex Ray coming up very shortly. Let's look back on the weekend's action in Scotland, then starting in the Championship. It's the league that nobody wants to win. More drop points for Air United at the top of the table, but probably the biggest result of the weekend, Wraith Rovers 2, Queen's Park 5. Now, Queen's Park obviously getting promoted from League One last season. Can they do back-to-back promotions? I don't see why not. I think they've got a chance in the playoffs, but I do not see them getting promoted. I think Dundee, who'd got a good result the weekend, yep, are very Hamilton, much... Yep. Yeah, they're still, for me, the team to beat, and I think ultimately they'll win the league. And I think that Partick Thistle got a result, a much-needed result at the weekend, because they were going into that off the back of five straight losses. Yes, and a cracking result for Morton as well. Their good run continues since they got leathered by Partick Thistle 5-1. They haven't lost the match. So 2-1 winners against Cove Rangers at the weekend. Dundee beginning to pick up a bit of momentum and a bit of form as well. It was 2-2 between Inverness and Air United, but Air United do remain top of the pile so far. Talking of teams that are top of the league, let's talk about League One and Dunfermline's march towards the League One title continues, Ewan Cameron. 2-0 against Peterhead at the weekend. And obviously it was Jim McAnally who left Peterhead last week. First time Peterhead have not had Jim McAnally in charge for, what, 11 years? Davey Nichols in temporary charge. That was a good win for you because was it not a few weeks ago when uh, Peterhead took points off you? Yes, in fact Dunfermline were 2-0 up against Peterhead and lost two goals in the last few minutes at East End Park so uh, yeah to go up there and win is cracking and doubled with the fact that Clyde drew 3-3 with Falkirk I was, and I was speaking to John McAnally about that game he's a Falkirk fan he and Falkirk he said fan. that if we've got any chance to win in the league we have to put teams away like that 
and that's, I mean? and but they're not so I'll run through the results Airdrie beating Kelty by a goal to nil 3-3 between Clyde and Falkirk it was Edinburgh City 4 Aloha 3 we'll get to that in just a wee second and Queen of the South 4-0 winners against Montrose now this is the reason Dunfermline are going to win the league because Dunfermline are good at turning losses into draws yeah. and draws into wins and it, that's, a, that's a mark of champions we've only lost one game so far this yeah. season it's the Scottish Cup next week so by the time we get to December Dunfermline will have only lost one game in the league so far this season which I think is cracking and the reason the other reason Dunfermline won the league is because everyone else drops more points than Dunfermline there's Falker dropping points again Montrose have been on a great run dropping points again against Queen of the South Aloha been on a cracking run they were 3-0 up against FC Edinburgh after 17 minutes and got beat 4-3 so there you go there you go I will concede it's Dunfermline's league to lose at this point absolutely so I, I, think I don't think are, we are going to lose They're red hot favourites And I still believe that Falkirk will join them In the championship next year Well I hope not In League 2 It was Albion Rovers 1 Stranraer 0 Annan 1 Elgin 3 Dumbarton 2 Forfar 2 And Stenhouse Muir 1 Bonnie Rig Rose 1 And finally Still in Albion 3 East 5 1 So Still in Albion Closing the gap a wee bit On Dumbarton at the top It's now down to 3 points It's the Scottish Cup this weekend as well All the championship teams getting involved uh, While the Premiership is off So I think there's a couple of games on the telly I think Monday night Pollock versus uh, Air United I think on Monday night I think something like that so are you just grabbing any two teams and putting them together no I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right I'm, it's pretty much he's just like grabbing at the air in turn Callum you check that while we move on with the next part of the podcast which is if Scottish football where are we asked you in the last episode which footballers managers referees pundits would feature if Scottish football were underwater and once again you had some superb suggestions and some absolutely honking ones as well so you and Cameron <laughs> I what? just read the first one. Connor Goldfish. <laughs> Do you like that one? And also the second one as well. Finding Anti Nemo. <laughs> I think that's very good. And uh, Lauren Sharkland. That's from Gary Dunn. Yeah, so three good ones there. Handy Al Alagay. Hal Alagay. What's Alagay? Algae. Oh, Algae. Yeah, Algae. That's what Walesy, isn't it? Yes, it is. Nicky Shark. Uh, Siad. Haxabana fish from Larky. <laughs> well done to you. Uh, Giovanni Van Seahorse is quite good. I quite like that from Graham McLean. Uh, retro, obviously. Uh, Anthony Coralston. Coralston. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. But it's just, I'm not sure. Nah. Uh, that is from Back Post. Uh, hello to Scott Crab. Obviously, that's fine. Dick Advocatfish from Brian Stalker as well. Not bad. Ronald and Frank De Oor. An Oor. But they're De Boer. Aye, I know that's that's the that's the joke. Okay, that's from Ginger Stevo, uh, Krill Marnock from Swiggity Sweetie. <laughs> I think that's quite good. Also eaten by whales. Ian Sharks. There's loads of sharks. Yeah, loads can of we sharks. just drop all the shark stuff? We get it. There's a shark, and people's name rounds the oh, shark. Okay, here's uh, Stu Wilson, Willow Flood, and Swim Jansen. Swim Jansen's all right. Willow Flood. Yeah, but I mean that's fairly self-explanatory. Well, it's one. not really because if Scottish football were underwater, flood, a flood, but a flood is water. Yeah, but if you were <laughs> flooded, you'd be underwater. Yeah, but do you know what I'm getting at here? No. If if Scottish football were underwater, uh-huh. it would flood be is water. I mean, it's not that deep, mate. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 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 y
Geo Mackerel. No, George is Jack a Mackerel. Jack a Mackerel. <laughs> oh, right, Jack a Mackerel. Okay. <laughs> uh, Prawn Gordon. Uh, fish, <laughs> yeah. fish stewing Cameron. It's from eh? James Sanders. Fish stewing Cameron. Fish stewing Cameron. Oh, fish stew. Carol Starfish. Uh, Andy Halibut. <laughs> That's from Jonathan Moore. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, Divin Maeda from Mark Gavin. Nah. Prawn Maloney. Prawn Maloney. <laughs> Plank Tony Watt. Tony Watt's in it all the time as well. He's another one. That's from uh, John McCormack. Can, can we ban Tony Watt and Andy Halliday no, from here no on No, we now? can't. No, we can't. Also, just uh, very quickly before you go on, do you know, one of those two people is in Turkey for a hair transplant right now. Oh, Tony Watt or... Andy Halliday. Andy Halliday. I, I wonder which one. Mm. Anyway, Liam Boyster. I don't get that. Liam Boyce, Oyster. Oh, Boyster, Oyster, right. We're really scraping the barrel now, aren't we? Zurab Kishfishvili. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Nicky Breslin as well. Uh, deep Sea Diving Bastard from Mikko. <laughs> uh, Fishing Sakala. Octagus McPherson from JD. Uh-huh. Yeah. Elliot Parrish from Dogger Saints. Gary Caldwell from Andy Gannon. Free Willie Collum. <laughs> I like that one. That's from Simon Eleven and John Lennox. Finding Nemo Pookie. Henning Iceberg. That's from Simon Eleven again. Oh, here's my favourite one. SpongeBob Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. From GGH1992. Connor Salmon, obviously, from Kevin Devine. Quail Carrick, Colin Fish, both from Michael Montagnani. Thank you very much. Who are we going for this week? Who's your favourite? I like the first one. Well, the second one, Finding Anti Nemo. Yeah, I think that is good. That's well. really good. And honourable mentions for SpongeBob Malcolm and uh, what was the other one that I liked as well? Um, Prom uh, Maloney, I like. Krill Marnock, obviously. Krill Marnock's good. Krill Marnock is good. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for everyone who got in touch. So, next week, we need your input for if Scottish football were a kitchen. For example, Stephen Consume, <laughs> Martin Broyle. Fury McKinnon <laughs> Simply the Zest <laughs> <laughs> and that is genius and uh, John Beaten Eggs so they're so good I'm sure you can do better than that if Scottish Football were a kitchen at Big Football Scott on Twitter or search the Big Scottish Football Podcast on Facebook and Instagram you can give our pages a follow and a like as well that would be tremendous the Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron right welcome back to today's guest former Rangers Wills Millwall Falkirk and Dundee midfielder Alex Ray and obviously current Reading assistant manager as well. Thanks very much. That was lovely. That was good, eh? That was good. Uh, we didn't miss anything out there, did we? Uh, super scoreboard star. Yeah, I clearly was super scoreboard. Yeah, taking a taking a sabbatical at the moment, though. Yes. Do you it's, know the show's not as good without you? Well, listen, people keep telling me that, but listen, I don't really... <laughs> I don't get an opportunity to listen to the mean, boys on Saturday. T- the only time I get to chat to you is on the, the bear pit on uh, Follow Follow. <laughs> As I said to you, I've never been on Follow Follow or any other fans forum. I like to get it from directors and can, can chief I just, executives as opposed to the fans. Can I just say that his um, his name on Follow Follow is the Baldy Bear? The Baldy Bear. The yep, Baldy Bear. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. How <laughs> 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 well, uh, unique is that? Uh, the Baldy Bear. <laughs> I, funny enough, I was walking through town centre last week in my, in my week off and I was getting 
getting called uh, the baldy so-and-so <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so uh, right let's have some quick fire questions from Ewan Cameron to Alex Ray off you go Ewan uh, first things first though let's have um, a review of Rangers performances so far this season right who's, who's been Rangers most valuable player who's been their better player up to this point I mean it's a tough choice <laughs> There's not many. Um, <laughs> exactly, we'll leave it that. Um, well, that. Do you know that's, that's actually. Well, how's it been, Cholak? Yeah, Cholak's actually done very well. Terms, well, yeah. listen, I think when you, what is that, 13, 14 goals so yeah, far? Yeah, We're not even that. at halfway stage. Good return. Who needs improving? Oh. I would say the majority of the squad, uh, the key players, Morelos needs to do some sort of contribution. Kent can do better, add better numbers. Uh, so for they, for me, they too, and the reason being is because they've been so such good servants over the the, the time at the club. Where will Rangers finish? Probably second, third. Mate, Hearts are getting second. <laughs> delusional, delusional. <laughs> good one. Um, right, management or media duties? Management. So you don't really miss Super Scoreboard that much? No, no I do. But uh, when I'm getting the handsome pay packet, then. <laughs> I thought you said be as honest as I could. Are you trying to say the super scoreboard are not big pairs? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Favourite club you played for? Uh, uh, Rangers. Second? Without doubt Sunderland uh, because it was such a successful period in my career at the highest level. Okay. Uh, best manager you worked under? Uh, ooh, good question. I'll say Big Red, Big Alec. Best player you ever coached? Ever coached? I'm going to, to say the boy Mil- big things. Well, the boy Milinkovic went over oh, to Italy. Wow. Savage Milinkovic. You're joking? Well. Yes, he you was. Coached him. He was at Genk. Yeah, Tom everyone knows you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's at Genk quite like at fifty million pound transfer yeah, fees yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Milinkovic is. Uh, is is he the sort of guy that just always sticks out? Well, I'll be honest with you. His um, technique. He's about six three. He's a giant boy. He's, yeah. he's a, a big old unit, uh, and he was brilliant uh, middle to front. He hit a ball like you've never seen. He was an incredible striker of ball. But the one thing he didn't like doing was he hated tracking back. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time we, we spent with him was to try and do defensive duty. So he was more all rounded. So clearly he's taken that on board and he's been, he's been <laughs> 50, 60 million now. Right. So, so if he ever wins the Ballon d'Or, do you think he'll be thanking Alec Cray when he's on stage? <laughs> it's, it's funny because I bumped into a boy called Cabaselli last week who went to Watford for 7 million. It was the first time I'd seen him since I left uh, uh, Belgium. So listen, it's great to see these guys doing well. Oh, well done you, my man. Uh, best goal you scored? Uh, well, it would have to be the goal against Bolton uh, this 2003-04 season. I think it's uh, number 46 in the all-time Premier League. Uh, <laughs> Charles, get it on YouTube. <laughs> Not that you've watched that a million times. Well, what can you do? Right, away from football, what's your favourite smell? Smell? Uh, what's your favourite smell? Oh, that's easy. It was uh, the aftershave that the boys recommended, Creed. <laughs> My missus uh, bought me it for Christmas, so yeah, easily creed. That's £290 a bottle, right? Yeah. Right. I can get you a knockoff version of that for 30 quid, and you won't yeah, know the but difference. But it smells the way you're smelling uh, it, mate. Just it, leave it. It's called mate, creep. Mate, I'm with <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, next question. What's the first thing you wash when you're in the shower? So close your eyes. Imagine you're in the shower. What's the first thing you're washing? Uh, my armpits. Interesting. So you're oh, taking, I'm, 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 an, I'm an upper. Yep, yeah, yes. I'm the same. So you're doing the armpits and then down towards the. the, the or are you going up towards the. Do you, you shampoo for your head in all seriousness or do you just use soap? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to ask about that. No, I do. I, do. I use. Well, 
<laughs> Listen, uh, before I came into the studio today, I, I shaved it. Now, right. after about two weeks, you have a little bit of tuft at the tuft side. Tuft at the right? side, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you have to give that a spruce. Right, okay, fair enough. Right. So, you do your shampoo? Yeah. You must. One bottle lasts a year. Look, uh, listen, see whatever's lying about. That's where it yeah. gets fires on. Does it not just slide off your head? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't run down your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, if you're, oh, to, if, if you're to do what? You're not too bad yourself, my man. Mate, I know, mate, to mate, have you been I, to Turkey? <laughs> you still got your gnashes done? You could have only got two different plates of wine. The reason I got my gnashes done is because I knocked them out many years ago. I know I lost one as well to my good pal Aidan McGeady. Aidan McGeady knocked your teeth out? L- listen, Vinnie Jones, Steve McMahon, Roy Keane played against the one, I lost one to Aidan McGeady. Right, when it comes to reality TV, shows which one would you do Big Brother Strictly or I'm a Celebrity oh I would do any one of them I told you pick one Cassius King uh, I would do the jungle you do okay. the jungle so you would do you know what I was a, a pig's anus oh, all day long a camel's penis uh, all day long <laughs> a horse's vagina the, the shooting match do you know the thing is you should do all for the full shebang I was watching Chris Moyles the other night and you Aye. know he's quite lively in the morning he's quite opinionated and I was screaming at the telly and obviously, because we were getting videoed here, I couldn't possibly say what I was saying, but... Well, well no, say it. Say that's fine. I wasn't sure whether we could swear on here. I couldn't yeah, believe yeah. he gives it a big one and all that, and he's in three or four feet of water, and he's going... Yeah. I'm like, f*** off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's about half a million they do that as well. Why did you just go and scuttle one? <laughs> so you've heard it here first If the producers of I'm a Celebrity Get me oh, out here I'm cheap as well I'm looking for anyone <laughs> Alex Razorman And finally What's your favourite pie? Actually with the, the ones that are in here The McGee's uh, Macaroni ones on a Saturday Macaroni and pies? Yes I don't I like a macaroni it. pie There's too many carbs then yeah. Don't worry about it Soon you've got a body of Laskies You don't worry about <laughs> it By the way Soon I gave you a hug When you first walked to the studio You're solid mate Well that's oh, Genuinely I've actually One of the things That I've actually done since No he's I, solid I'm telling you Go touch him <laughs> touch him One of the things Callum I decided to do When I come back Was I decided to start Doing a little bit in the gym And, and try to keep fit Callum do me a favour Touch that man No <laughs> <laughs> No, is he? I, I don't know what you're doing. Surely, if you're, if you're, presumably you're taking the coaching at Redden. Well, I'll be honest with you, we have a first team coach that does most of the coaching. Right. Yeah, okay. It was one of the decisions that we made last year that we felt as if we needed to get somebody <laughs> in it. <we're> <laughs> <laughs> right, but surely, so if you're, you're still, you take part in like we five sides or anything like that. No, or, no, no, no. And he's uh, adamant and. I, I, I genuinely I strike balls all over the place with the boys and things but he, he wants won't, to save he the won't players allow legs. us he yeah. won't allow us uh, I've only been in there a couple of uh, training sessions over the course I'm not just saying this to, to, to bum you up I swear but I played a charity match with Alec once and it must have been about three or four years ago so how old are you now? I'm 53 So you must have been Like late 40s at the time And I've never played With a player as good as Alex It's <laughs> unbelievable I think I played In the same match And had you not been On a 50 mile, mile cycle That morning or something You had Wild like that yeah. as well Yeah well listen We we, we do from um, The Broomy Law Up there for charity Most years So yeah. I think I might have Done that that morning Yeah Unbelievable Alec. And you also passed the ball Sorry just very quickly Right on somebody's toe and I can't remember who it was Gordon Duncan or whatever who did a super scope from the Made scored. an ass yet. Probably <laughs> And you played at your foot And you went That's what made Kevin Phillips a millionaire <laughs> 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 we Kevin's, uh, <laughs> He's uh, on a podcast Saying the same thing uh, Following up Kev. somewhere else Alec I'm a few years younger than you How do Fuck I off <laughs> No I am. I'm a few years younger than you How, how do I get as um, solid as you 
But you need to go and work at it, mate. It doesn't right. come naturally. Genuinely, the, the, I was sitting doing nothing for years. We obviously played the five sides with the boys, uh, the charity uh, old firm five sides as well. So, and jo- that's the only thing that gets me motivated. But I was going into the training most days, and we have an incredible facility. And you are welcome to come down for a visit. It's incredible. They have twenty bedrooms. You're going to regret, you're gonna regret yeah. that. No, no, genuinely. It's See next weekend. We have three chefs, and you know the, the, the facilities we have at Reading are second to none. I want to be more like you. They have uh, swimming pools, plunge <laughs> pools. Uh, you know, you're an inspiration. Under, uh, under soil, under soil heat. <laughs> we'll get a room for you. We'll get the old. Uh, amazing. If, yeah. if there's flumes, I'm there. Right, yeah. Alex. I'm going to let you go before you gets even creepier with you. So, um, thanks so much. Touch him. Uh, no, I'm not going to touch you. I'll shake your hand, but that's enough. Oh, um, he nearly broke my hand when he touched it. Alex, all the best for the rest it's of the season at Reading. Thanks so much for being on the Big Scottish Football Podcast, and we'll speak to you soon, mate. Thanks, guys. Great to see Alec you. Alex, so thank you very much to Alex Ray, our guest this week and for the season so far review that he gave and all the reaction to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst getting the heave-ho at Ibrox. Thank you to you, Ian Cameron, for turning up and being here. It's always good. I can't believe that his missus spent £290 to get him a fragrance. I know. I think he'd have got yours instead, so thank you. 30 quid, honestly. It's, it's a cracking knockoff of Aventus Creed. Do you know she also drives a taxi and not to take people down just so she can drive in the bus lanes? Tremendous the, the, the guy from Ryanair does that Michael O'Leary yeah. did that in Dublin That's so. a great idea Anyway we actually have to go Because we've got a life to get on with So don't forget to sus- subscribe to the show <laughs> Whichever podcast provider you use So you don't miss a podcast Keep an eye on our socials For if Scottish Football were a kitchen And we'll be back on Monday With another brand new episode Of the Big Scottish Football Podcast Bye bye